Aloha, Nirashaimase. Welcome to Sub Sapporo Dosanko Life. This is Chad and Jamie hanging in Sapporo, Japan. Thanks for joining us. If you're back and like what you heard, please support us and hit that subscribe button. Mahalo. All right. Um, episode 20. Times. Episode 20. We're a special guest today. We have a special guest from Hawaii. Yes. Polly, what's up, man? Oh, how's it, guys? How's it yeah, going? please. Yeah, introduce Good, yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, so I miss Hokkaido. I should be <laughs> in Hokkaido right now. Uh, but I don't know. I know I'm like uh, Jamie's friend and Chad's friend. It's the only thing that's... Uh... Oh, too humble, my friend. Too I humble. know. It's yeah, I'm here. Um, I'm at home. This is like my man cave, my studio that I do a lot of stuff at. And uh, nice. you can see there's Dragon Ball figures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just I looking there. at it. I have these big <laughs> posters, you know. But I uh, know I do most of my work here. Um, and then um, I do some music and some production stuff. And, I like how um, you say some, some, yeah. So yeah, Humbly. no, I, I'm like I said, I I, uh, uh, I wish I was in Hokkaido. That's the only thing I think. Right now. <laughs> Talking to you guys, yeah. yeah, I wish I was there. So so as far as like your your current jobs and so um yeah, what do you do right now? Um, I have um, uh, gosh, I think this is going on year fourteen or something. Um, have this TV program. It's called Dohoga TV. And it started off as Japan Mania, and now it's kind of like Adventure Mania because we expanded to Alaska and Korea. And oh, wow. Went to other places around the world, and we're planning to um, next year uh, with Nonstop Travel, which is uh, like the number one travel agency here in Hawaii, and they're good people and like my main partner in Hawaiian Airlines, of course. I'm a big fan mm. of Hawaiian Airlines. And um, it's a kind of like a travel show and uh we do a lot of eating and we do a lot of exploring and hokkaido has always been like uh, one of the top drawers in the show and yes you know like five or six years ago through a very chance meeting with uh our mutual friend isis Uh, hi isis hey johannes um i was filming dokoga in yukima city time and and it was a friend of mine that actually put me together with these awesome people, uh, her friends at um, Sapporo Television, Junko-san, mm-hmm. and then HBC, um, Kodama-san. And they, I didn't know, I, I wanted to film in Hokkaido, but I didn't know that that's the, the worst time for any media to ask is Yukimatsuri because it's the busiest time of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, I want to go film my show over there. And then uh, uh, Makiko, who's from Sapporo, uh, she, she hooked it up and you know we started filming there and um because of of uh, her dear friends and then my snowmobile instructor was johannes and oh, wow. uh, johannes is like tall blue eye blonde hair speaks perfect japanese and <laughs> and we immediately hit it off nice. and um you know and coming from hawaii whenever we film I always try to bring a mechanic, but I always try to bring like, you know, I was trying to bring like either coffee or chocolate or something because yeah, yeah. really thankful for people that yeah. allow us the time to film and visit with them. So I had, you know, some of that for Johannes and the folks up there. And then right before we're going to leave, he goes, Hey, my wife works for um, Kata Television. She does stuff on Kata HTB. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And by that point of the trip, I ran out of business cards. So I wrote my name and my email information on this post-it note. So get on, yeah. 
And I gave him this post-it note. And then, um, of course, turned out to be ISIS and she emails me and then, you know, we talk about it and then Love Hokkaido started up with, you know, here in Hawaii. Wow. So wow. Because of ISIS and because of, um, you know, the folks at HTV and then I, I have a good relationship with, with uh, K5, who is now part of Hawaii News Now, it's KGMB and KGNL. And um, so, yeah, Sunday nights, it starts off with Love Hokkaido and then it goes into Dokuga. So, Hokkaido's nice. primary and then it goes to all over parts of Japan and stuff. But Did it? So, yeah, um... I've been doing that for a while. And um, got into other production, like video production and audio production. And uh, I, my introduction to Japan was music because I played music and I was I would tour there, you know, on and off a little bit. And I uh, recorded a few CDs and uh, yeah, it just kind of, kind of woven wove together, you know, music and production and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Right. The, the Love Hokkaido, did that just yeah. primarily start airing in Hawaii solely and then it just branched out? No, it, actually it was airing in Hokkaido, it was airing in um, Taiwan, Singapore. They had like, they had like, I want to say maybe six, five or six international markets wow. that was already airing. And it was, they wanted, I, I think the idea was to get into the US and it was a very chance, random meeting. And then, <laughs> oh. uh, you know, it, it immediately felt like you had some nicest for family and, and um, you know, we got to meet that HTB guys and we started bringing the show over here and Lee Chan and ISIS came and then, you know, ISIS, started her family and then Aliona came in and Aliona is doing her own thing now. But, you know, so we, it's, it's been on, it's been here in Hawaii, you know, for, I think it's going on six years now, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. It, so it, it's right around the, I think um, Hawaii has been pushing a lot of tourism towards Hokkaido too, right around the same time. Right. Yeah. It kind of worked, worked out because um, Hawaiian air started their uh, direct flights to Chitose. Yeah. from Honolulu and um that kind of yeah that all kind of happened somewhere around the same time you yeah know, perfect near timing. each other so it kind of worked out where they wanted to push the Hokkaido market as a destination and then the program helped really introduce a lot of people to from Hawaii to to uh, Hokkaido and you know it's a testament to just how much people feel um connection to Lee Chan to ISIS and to Aliona and, and stuff yeah. too they're exactly like how they are on tv right they're just the nicest yeah. people yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. actually um i saw uh an episode before i moved to hokkaido before i came out here yeah uh it, and I, I think it was isis was on there and then they were uh they were touring around uh sapporo and they they did a horse ride and stuff oh yeah that was, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, great yeah, yeah, yeah. i was that's like i want to ride the horse and sure enough i did i did ride the horse eventually so oh, that's where, cool. where was that it was in Odori. He ride. He, he used to have a, yeah. a, a horse ride that went around. Uh, went around yeah. Odori. Yeah. yeah, I see. No, that's, that's uh, yeah, that's um, that's really cool. And there's a lot of people that have uh, either stopped me while I'm in Sapporo or like or here that you know really like they took a chance on going to Hokkaido and absolutely loved it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still yeah. like our next focus. Our next target area for Dokoga is going to probably be Kyushu side because mm, uh, yeah. actually in March, April, we were supposed to start doing kind of like, you know, Kyushu, Tokchu and kind of like focused episodes there, um, you know, Kagoshima and, you know, going to Miyazaki and all these other cities. And then of course, 
the zombie apocalypse happened and then <laughs> everything stopped. Yeah. But, you know, that's definitely going to be um, on our target for next year. But, but you know, there's always going to be, have to be room for Hokkaido because that is my favorite place. You know, I even looked at apartments. I tell you that. I, I think, I, no, no, you didn't. You're, you're yeah, yeah. Four apartments here. Nice. Uh, was Lee Chan's, uh, Lee Chan, one of Lee Chan's uh, friends. And um, one of our um, dear friends who's also like uh, works with Lee Chan, um, that she, he had a, a realtor friend. So I met with her once and kind of getting an idea what the costs were and stuff like that. And as like, much cheaper than Hawaii. Come on. <laughs> way cheaper yeah, than Hawaii. Way cheaper, man. Oh my God. <laughs> you can buy a house here not you don't even have to get an apartment just get a house <laughs> no i know i was looking like north of uh, sapoto station and you know because uh, I, I was going there so often that you know staying in a hotel is just this adds up you know even if yeah, i'm not yeah. here for like a month or two i don't mind paying the rent because it was really really affordable. yeah the rent i have friends here that are like hey if you want to go and we'll split it with you because and they, they, are, they go maybe like four times a year, but they, they, they love it so much. So, yeah. 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 You can get like a really decent one for like 700 a month. And then that's really good. And then there's a lot of people that pays like 400 or some students like 400. Yeah. yeah I was looking 500. at the 400 some odd. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Nice little place cheaper. drop by anytime. Yeah. I just, I, it was funny because they're laughing like, why do you need air conditioning? I'm like, because I'm a wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get it it's you know winter time yeah. but come july august you know even still yeah, that, that, that it's only one week over here of like bad weather but man it's bad yeah yeah i think i was there a few times during that week yeah and we get that a lot like we always complain about the heat and they're like but you're from hawaii it's like, so <laughs> different kind of heat matter. yeah it doesn't matter yeah like everything in hawaii is 19 degrees Celsius. <laughs> or, yeah. or, I live yeah. in Kamaki and like uh, um, it, one of the first things when we when we built this house was central air because I, I had an office in downtown before mm. and because I was doing more remote work and then traveling a bunch of Japan and I kind of built a studio here at my place so I could edit and record my group band could rehearse if you wanted to. But um, the requirement was I need to have air conditioning because I grew up in Kamiki and it's freaking hot. It's like so hot. Yeah. And it's even hotter now. So yeah. yeah, that was like a that was a requirement. And of course, having servers and computers and yeah, you know, and you instruments. And instruments. instruments yes. too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. 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 The last thing you want to do is have your like vintage Stratocaster like explode <laughs> from the humidity and heat, right? One day. <laughs> the next exactly. Place, right exactly <laughs> yeah and you know it was, it was like it was such a terrible thing i mean i was uh we just finished the 43rd annual Nahokohana awards yeah i like the grammy awards and um um so my team and i did the i was director and our team did the production video production the editing and stuff so i was tunnel vision like for the last i think i, I slept maybe five hours in the last week because it was nice. it aired on saturday it aired this past saturday and um like uh i had bought this guitar and i didn't like the whammy bar system on it so mm. in hawaii is a guy named tai Shiroma, he's like the guitar tech here and i've been going to him for like 20 years so i i i had a steve Vai guitar before i don't know if you know steve Vai is. oh yeah I, yeah so i had an abanez gem 
Um, but the guitar that I bought was the the Wolfgang, the Eddie Van Halen one. Oh, so yeah, okay. I wanted, I asked him to change the tremolo from the gem to this one. And it took him like, took him a while. It was a pretty big job. Yeah. And he texted me in the morning that I got the text from my other friends that Eddie passed. And I was like, that oh. was the morning he finished the guitar. And I was like, oh, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so I was so bummed. And I saw your page, Jamie, too. Like, uh, just, yeah. yeah. Totally. The, that's the why I got a guitar. Yeah. yeah, that's why I got into guitar. I was watching uh, their concert, Live Without a Net. Yeah, that's. I, don't, I want oh, to really? do that after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was an inspiration. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Sorry, I totally said, derailed your interview. Nah, nah, no, no, no. I, 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 I do that all the time. Too, <laughs> like, I'm not really a guitar player. I'm more of a bass player. But like Van Halen, it's like you know, you grew, you grew up in America during the '80s. That's part of your soundtrack of your life. You know what I mean? Soundtrack, yeah, yeah. Affected everybody's life. So I mean, he's an amazing yeah. dude. Um. Had a chance to meet him twice, very randomly. It was super cool. Everyone says that he's oh, a super cool guy. Yeah, tell, tell us the story. What what happened? How'd you meet him? Well, they they they, they were in Hawaii. They flew the first time. It was on the, it was with Sammy Hagar, and it was the first time they played in the Blaisdell. Ninety two or something. Yeah, Pound Cake era. Era. Yeah, it was. Um, was it? Yeah, I think it was. Ninety one. Oh, maybe after fifty one fifty. Yeah, it was yeah. like the tour right after 5150. Oh. And um, they played on the Blaisdell and um, a friend of mine who was from Tokyo was visiting and staying at the Kahala Hilton, I think it was back then. And they were staying there. So that's like randomly, he was, I'm like, dude, that's Eddie Van Halen. We just saw his concert last night. <laughs> like, wow, oh, I hate to do this, but you're awesome. And I loved your show last night. And he just signed this napkin that he had his drink on and then gave it to us. So. Nice. And then another time I was in LA, but yeah, super cool. And I think, you know, a lot of people love Hendrix and yeah. Jimmy Page, but like yeah. for people my age and yeah. even people older than me, younger than me, you know, Van Halen was like, that yeah. was a thing. You yeah, still it got it? Idea. The napkin? I wish I, I don't know where it went. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Well, I've boned a lot of things, man. Like I had a, um, when Joe Satriani came to Hawaii, he opened up for Oingo Boingo. And this was my senior year in high school. Oh, and no Oingo one knew. Boingo. Yeah, no one knew like Satriani because Surfing with the Alien CD just came out. Oh, and I, me and my friend Rick, like we waited for three hours in, yep. uh, by the Blaisdell, hoping that they would drive up for sound check. And I had mm -hmm. my guitar. And then this guy kept coming out to us like, hey, you guys okay? What are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're just waiting for, he thought we were waiting for Boingo. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting yeah. for Satriani. They're like, really? And then turns out to be that was a manager. Oh, He's wow. like, Joe, these guys have been waiting. These kids have been waiting for you for like forever. You should do something for them. So he signed my guitar and guitar strap and stuff like that. And and uh, but I sold the guitar. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? It happens. It, ha it happens. Bro, I understand. Oh. We live in Hawaii. I'm, it really happens. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm a musician, rent bro. I've been through guitar. like so much. Yeah, you gotta pay rent, eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Food, yeah, you got a new girlfriend, you got to buy her something nice. Oh, yeah, that ruins it all the time. I was <laughs> <laughs> totally boring right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah. I had a question for you. So how did you get into music? And then like, who are your your in, your main influences or, or favorite artists that, that you like? Um, really, it was like a big part of it was uh, Live Without a Net, VHS, yeah. that was the Sammy Hagar and that was a 5150 album from Van Halen. And I didn't even have a guitar at the time. I didn't know how to play anything at the time, but 
my dad had a baritone uke. So I was just trying to copy the tapping thing. And I wrote out all this stuff, like, I didn't even notice. And just the, the numbers of the frets, it sounded cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, then he got my guitar and then I started playing and, you know, learning stuff. Um, so that was a first big one. The second huge one was Heart. Because Heart, oh, Heart came really? out, that was like Never and Alone and These Dreams. Oh, that wow. album, like that was the 80s. And I, Howard know, Lease. Yeah, 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 release, yeah, and uh, that was an MTV used to actually play music videos, yes, <laughs> way back course, when, we, yeah, way back a million years ago, uh, before, we, like before the, the real life, <laughs> yeah, before the real life. Thank you, that just uh, killed it. I'm from the same era as you, that's why. So, yeah, so that got me into music. I got into keyboards because of that, and guitar, I got into because of Van Halen, and then um, uh, it just started to gel and practice and kind of listen, and I got more into. Um, I guess no one told me the things you couldn't do. Yeah. So yeah. when a friend of mine gave me uh, "Suffering with Alien" tape, there was a tape back then. I was like totally blown away, and then the guitar book came out, right, with tab and stuff. And then like, yeah. I faked. What did I fake? I faked the flu or pneumonia or something to my parents. Like it's <laughs> pneumonia. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really bad. I was a good actor though. Uh, good actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cough, cough, cough. <laughs> And I stayed home for like two weeks and like learned the book. I just oh wow morning to night just learned wow. Suffering with the Alien um, uh, thing and and I think that really helped kind of progress chops much faster. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I would just the listen stuff. To stuff all the time and just try to figure it out, you know. And um, yeah, and then uh, I saw this ad because I'd heard like there was an opportunity when you get to go to Japan and play music. And a lot of times it's contemporary stuff or Hawaiian stuff and. Yeah. Um, I went on one of those and um, it was in Nagoya. So we live in Nagoya, like Nagashima Onsen site and a uh, very country, kind of like a huge, huge um, onsen and amusement park area. So the hotel is located right next to this giant amusement park. So every day we'd go like jet coasters and water <laughs> park and, you know, it was cool. And back then they weren't really, um, you know, you didn't really need a visa to go. It was like, they didn't care of me. It was like, this is like 1990. Uh, like three nice. months, come home for two weeks, come back three months, come up in two weeks. So mm-hmm. I did that on and off for like two years. And then uh, wow. I actually got a manager there and he got me studio work there. And I did like, studio work in Nagoya. So what, um, what kind of music yeah. were you playing there? Oh, it was yeah. a lot of uh, going up there was like contemporary Hawaiian stuff. But I was like clubbing and doing a lot of stuff on the side and, and uh, studio work stuff. But I was like primarily rock stuff which was perfect because that's like my favorite kind of music. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, then I came back here and then uh, I made the mistake of <clears throat> promising my parents I'd go to college and I went, but I never finished because I college. It was like, yeah, it was like back then it was like, you can get a bachelor of arts or nothing. <laughs> or you pretty much have to figure <laughs> military. out yeah. Yeah, yeah, military. Yeah. 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 Doctor and attorney or something. I definitely didn't want to be. So I uh, kind of just phased my way out and just got into, um, you know, retail and business management and that kind of snowball. But music was always like a passion thing, a hobby thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good at it. I just like doing it, you know, so I yeah. just kept at it kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Influence is definitely gig? a gig. You, you still uh, no, gig around? Uh, not, no, not in a long. I think the last time I played was a uh, um, was a 
it was a tour in Japan. Our friend of mine asked me to jump along on their set. And um, we did like more, she had, she has like a Hawaiian set and a contemporary set. Um, I think it was Natalie Ai actually, that was the last time I played in Japan and I was accompanying them on guitar. So um, they did, oh, what was the, um, I think she did, uh, it was a big Adele song. And there was an arrangement that had a oh, cello Adele, on it. I love her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Natalie sing. I mean, she can sing. So awesome person. She just won female vocalist of the year. Wow. Oh, wow. Good night. Um, love them to death. And and uh, I was stoked, but I didn't have a guitar, so I borrowed one of the guys' guitars. And um, the song we did, I saw an arrangement of it where there was a cello and a piano player that played it. So kind of like I would listen to it and then I when I borrowed the guitar I was rehearsing I kind of figured out the cello part so I did the cello part on the acoustic while they were well her husband um Eel plays guitar and she sang kind of like the so I don't want to just play the same chords that kind of yeah. you know just to kind of compliment it and give it a different dimension so so that was fun but that was a while ago and then um once in a while I'll jam one of my friends bands you know lives nearby but nothing nothing playing out I think um the one thing I learned as a production and you know, for Dohoga, for Love Hokkaido and just other video stuff, it just takes up so much time. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, if I were to play out, and now that I got my guitar back, you know, I plan to start jamming a little bit more. But nice. see, I kind of like woodshed for a long time because a lot of rust on these fingers I got to get rid of. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of rust. So Man, I, know that, I, I just I know well. played a gig in December in Hawaii at Hawaiian Brian's. Oh what! Uh, open cool. mic? No, bro. It. I messed it up so bad. <laughs> oh. It was so horrible. Oh my god! You were drunk, no. so it doesn't matter. Everyone was drunk. Yeah, no, was no. Uh, no, because I I used to play like at R and B's. Do you know R and B's? Yes, <laughs> Sand yes. Island. Yeah, they used yes. to have like this rock place, and I used to play there every week, but um i i haven't played my sax for so long and i mm -hmm. i went and I, I was just gonna hop on with my old bandmate yeah. i i thought i could do it like in my head i had the image of me doing it but when i went up there it was so bad i i completely made ass man it was, it was I, pretty I great. have the same <laughs> that's how you yeah, learn though it can't cool. be any worse then, like, than that. <laughs> and then uh, so you make ass, you make ass, and then everything gets better from there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, seriously. Like the first CD that um, we came out with, it was a buddy and I named Kevin Kashiwai, and, and uh, we were proud because it was like twelve songs, nine of them were original, and the idea was to have three that was like contemporary Hawaiian, three that was like Kaal style, three that mm -hmm. was straight up like Liverpool band three that was like you know covers we're like wow it's cool because it's an original album and man it doesn't mean anything these days and we were like we were we wrote and we jammed for like years but when you play out as you'll know like yeah there's so many the sound guy could suck yeah, yeah. sounds so variables radio yeah. shack special yeah. with no verb they're yeah. like any possible thing that could happen it was like spinal tap happened to us <laughs> and it was embarrassing like uh -huh. we, we did sunset on the beach one time 
and I guess there was like this, I don't know, it was like a hurricane or something, something really random and sudden. And the screen just ripped off. We were still playing. We were like running away because no one told us to stop, right? <laughs> like, oh, you know, so far. And this thing is like, like whacking at us and it missed us every time. So I'm like, okay, we'll just keep playing, you know. And then they're fighting, like, get off the stage. I'm like, okay. Yeah. De- decapitation now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then one thing get they always the like, radio station guys that always tell you, and like, you know, people that book a lot of these gigs, oh, you know what? You know, it doesn't pay, but it's really good exposure. We'll have 10,000, like all these crazy numbers of people, which of course is never true. <laughs> and of course they always suck. And it also meant like you'd have the worst sound system. Like you should just play unplugged. You'd probably be better. <laughs> it's know? hard so to find a like, good sound person in Hawaii for rock music. Because it's all like reggae. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, even in general. I mean, now, thankfully now, like I'm on the other side of things, right? So I don't have to like, and I've got to be able to meet good people. So if I do play, um, uh, one guy who I'm really thankful to be to work with quite a bit is DJ Pratt from Kalapana. So he's the Oh, I love that yeah. dude. So whenever, whenever I'll do anything live, like I got to, I like DJ, you got to help me out and mix me because I don't trust anybody else. Like, <laughs> Uh, nice. you know uh, like screaming feedback and like dude do you not hear that in the monitor like <laughs> you know so yeah. yeah so dj will come down and kind of yeah let me out but oh yeah we, oh, that's we awesome played so many crappy gigs or like yep. again you know envision like oh it's gonna be awesome yep yep and then and, you know, we were doing the four-part harmony thing for a while and sometimes it sounds great sometimes like one of the main guys was always off. And when you have four part harmony and one guy's out, no matter how good the other three sound. <laughs> That's tough, man. Damn. Four part disharmony. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's three part yeah. harmony, one part disharmony. Yeah. No, just hundred yeah, percent harm. Uh, Not no need. Harm, yeah. It's like uh oh, four part harm. <laughs> it was bad, yeah. But you always remember those gigs and and uh embarrassing and like just yeah you think it's only you that goes through yeah. this but i've talked to so many everybody like, oh, I had yeah everyone's had too. like the nightmare gig so yeah. it's kind of comforting you know in yeah. a terrible way it's comforting you, you got, yeah you got a question jack uh okay so I, I wanted to ask more about um when you take you take a lot of people to japan you have lots of private mm-hmm. tours so I, I was wondering um like, what is the number one thing that seems to surprise them? I'm guessing a lot of them, it's like their first time there. Is there any one thing that surprises them? I think I think repeat visitor or first time person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do, like, I do private tours for like, you know, families and groups of friends that did just like eight, 10, 12 people. They want to travel, small group together. And mm-hmm. they would nonstop travel. I'll go along with their tours, 20, 30, 35 people, mm-hmm. and we'll fill. Um, number one thing people are blown away by uh, is how good the food is. Yeah. The number two thing is how chill Japanese people are and just how mellow, you know, even though there's so many people or cars, it's just much more mellow. Uh, and um, 
those are the, you know, of course the customer service that, that, yeah. I mean, I could buy 50 cents and they would wrap it and take five minutes to <laughs> yeah, wrap, yeah. you know, some little toy or little insignificant yeah. Kit Kat that I bought that they would just wrap and make nice. So uh, I think that's, and, that's something and, to me. That's and be great. smiling and be happy that, that you're a customer. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, cause I worked at the, I worked at this coffee shop in Kapahulu before and any of my friends that have ever worked in like a place that has ice cream, it's a random, it's a random fact. If you order a shake, a little part of them is dyed inside because scooping a shake, having to make it is a biggest pain in the ass. Like it cleaning it too, right? Cause you know, <laughs> you're scooping it, right? It's not like it yeah. scoops out easily cause it's rock solid, right? Yeah. Then you have a couple of them, then you got to blend it, then put it in the mix, then, you know, serve it. Now when you serve it, the next person that wasn't going to order one goes, yeah, that looks good. And they order one too. And like, every time that happened to me, like a little part of me died because I'm like, oh. <laughs> just like, snowballed. <laughs> it just snowballed, yeah. It's like, uh, I, I understand, so I, dude. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I feel like- That's feel right like, up with, um, like for me, like I used to work retail. Mm-hmm. There's no price on it. It must be free. <laughs> <laughs> I am walking dude. away now with my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, I haven't heard that one before, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's pretty bad, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, th- those are like the primary ones. And mm-hmm. for people that have uh, gone before, um, they like that, you know, things that they saw on Love Hokkaido or things that they saw on the whole TV. You know, we would go to those, specifically go to those places and nice. um, eat the same stuff and do the same things because a lot of times, you know, when you do you know, a larger tour, a tour, it's, you know, it's cookie cutter of what yeah. is best for the vendor, not so much the visitor experience. So yeah. the thing that really sets it apart, sets that apart, you know, with nonstop travel is like, um, Yukimat City, we did like four years in a row. And the last time we went prior to this year, you know, you know, I met all these great people. I love meeting people on these tours and, and there's probably like 32 or 34 of them, you know, traveling, uh, in February, and that was like the cold. That was the year that was the coldest in Sapporo. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I remember coldest that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I lasted eight minutes in Odori Park. Eight minutes outside, and I'm like, I told the cameraman, "We're going into the tent," you know. <laughs> um, yeah, That's and a lot of people. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said that episode too. Like, I lasted eight minutes, but for a lot of people on that tour, specifically, it was their first time in Hokkaido, and then I found out later um, that they all of the people that was their first time, they really went on the tour because they saw us, you know, saw it featured on Dokuga TV or they saw it on oh, Mabokaido. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really wanted to see is Odori Park that beautiful with, you know, the lights yeah. and everything. And the ski jump. And uh, Songkyo and, and, you know, Saikawa and stuff. It was really, yeah. you know, really, really neat. And uh, that was, that blew my mind. It blows my mind every time. My, I remember that year because my cousin came to visit me that year and mm. he wanted to see the Mariama Zoo in winter. <laughs> so oh. we were walking there. And oh, when we were done, I convinced him to walk to the subway from the zoo. <laughs> they were so angry at me. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I don't want to take a cab down there. Let's walk. It's close. <laughs> you know, that's a funny thing too. Sliding. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny thing. So um, during New Year's, I'd always, this is the, 
I think even this year I was in, um, it was Nagano Niigata in Tokyo, but every year in New Year's I'd spend time in Japan. Like I'd always, that's just been my tradition. And um, the year prior, for the last three or four years, I was in Hokkaido, it was in Sapporo. So of course, you know, I'm watching all the music compound things, right? And then come New Year's morning, they show the shrine, right? And then all the hotels would have this thing that, you know, we have shuttle service so you can catch a, a bus there or cab there, but, or they'll provide a service, but they don't provide it back. So I'm like, uh, how the hell are you going to go walk from the shrine back to, you know, to Suskino or to like yeah, yeah. where you stay at? And there's <laughs> like hardly any cabs, right? They're all busy yeah. that night. Yeah. Yeah. Never did that. <laughs> didn't, didn't really want to, you know, die of uh uh, a froster, you know, either that or uh, slip and break your neck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The All Benny that. Hill music so is constantly times. playing when I'm walking, man. You know, falling down <laughs> yeah. and stuff. <laughs> so many times. Yeah. I keep my cleats too. I had to order a bunch on Amazon because I was going oh. a lot, right? And oh, yeah, yeah. That's, it, that's the way to go. Yeah. Like I try to run like, the biggest ones possible and but you know the biggest pain, right, is when you get into the department store. You, like a lot of buses yeah, don't allow you to have the. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. Sit, like, there's nowhere to sit down and take them off and bag yeah. them. So, yeah. You walking. <laughs> I got these like um, the floor, right? huge yeah, exactly. boots, and then they. I guess the bottoms like the Bridgestone tires, like the winter tires. Oh wow, that's cool. So it's pretty good. It's just really big and heavy when you walk around, but you you don't really yes. need cleats. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Try it. <laughs> life. All right, let's go. Welcome back. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Keep derailing your note, your interview. Your no, notes. no, <laughs> there is no derailing. I do that to myself, especially when I I'm like shut face drunk. And Jamie has to uh, kind of like reel me back in. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay yeah, today, yeah. though. The golf involved. Yeah, like, knock him upside the head with this. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Very nice. So um, next is like this or that. We're just going to ask you. I give you some choices and then just choose one. Okay. Um, the first one I don't quite understand, but Jamie said you would understand it. Shave rice oh. or ice shaved? Oh, see, he understands, right? Yeah. Isn't there just one answer to this? <laughs> no, dude. Depends where you live. Where you live. That's right. Shave ice. Yeah. Shave, shave ice. ice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought it was. Who says ice shave? I don't know. Some people call ice shave. I don't know. It depends where you are. Yeah. There's right. ice cake too, which just ice is cake. like golden fruit punch in a Dixie cup. Preschool, grade school days. It's like, oh yeah. damn, I forgot right? about those. Pop dude. it over. <laughs> Holy that crap! That's like Natsukashi days. You can do, yeah, Natsukashi days. You can, you can if you want. Or vodka. Yeah, I, I remember. That's oh, that's not kid days. <laughs> <laughs> that's yesterday. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was like a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a uh, Hoku's recovery for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Vodka treatment. Okay. Miso shoyu or shio. Ramen. Miso shoyu. Oh, miso. Yeah. Some Sapporo ramen. You got you got a famous, uh, not famous, favorite ramen shop here? 
Yeah, I do actually. Well, I have a couple um, at Chitose Airport. Um, oh, the the Kingdom one. area. Oh, the the one, uh, see, it's so bad. I haven't, I can't believe it. I can't remember the name. Uh, if, you, if you go to the, the Ramen Dojo, it's the only one that has its own line. Uh, it's again. Yeah, which is again, look for the line, yeah? For the line. It's again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen um, those, the pictures. It looks, it looks crazy. It's so good. It's so good. And there's a reason why there's only a line for that. I feel bad for all the other vendors, but <clears throat> it's so good. Yeah. Um, and then in, um, in uh, Sapporo Haruka, it's the uh, uh, Ramen Alley. It's no, um, no. the one closest to the main Suskino Road. Like if, yeah. you, if you go to the, the Ramen Alley or Stadium or whatever, it's right next to the road um, behind Mirakira Hotel. Is that the one that Anthony Bourdain went to? No, <laughs> not that one. I know <laughs> you. Opposite side. Oh, yeah, Bourdain okay. came to the here. I think that's what yeah, the he came to the other side. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how that's another is, uh, video I saw. That's another video I saw before I came to Hokkaido. I was like, oh, bro, I gotta eat that at the place, dude. Try Haruka. It's really, really good. Um, right. They have a um, cheese ramen. Cheese oh. ramen. What is the base uh, for that one? I'm on and that. Miso. Who, miso. who cares? You said cheese. And you gotta add charchu and you gotta add um, extra negi, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. Bro, so what happened was cheese. uh a good friend of mine, Hawaiian Airlines flight attendant, when we were flying over, they asked me if I filmed the ramen ramen alley or stadium or whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we did. And I, she's like, Oh, but I kinda had this face about it, like kind of sucks, right? Because it kind of sucked in my opinion. Like just better <laughs> And she goes, Oh, you gotta try this. Have you tried Haruka yet? I said, No. And then so they stayed their crew hotel is a near cure hotel. So I always stay there because I like it's got bigger rooms and stuff. Yeah. So we went over, it was two or three of the flight attendants and my mother went over and we ate there. And I was like, this guy is like a total metalhead. He's like 34 years old, total metalhead. There's all kinds of like guitars and Kiss and Megadeth Ooh. and Metallica. Nice. Is he the guy with the Metallica like logo? Yes. Yes. That guy. Him. Oh, I didn't mean there. to go there. You got to go there. Oh. And tell him the Hawaii guy. The whole guy sent you because okay. we went there and I was Me and Chad going. I, I was hooked and then I went back. I brought um, the crew that shoots Love Hokkaido. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lee Chan and I went there. I brought some HTB guys there and like and we filmed there for Dokuga when we did the Yukimatsuri tour. <clears throat> and yeah, it's insane. I missed that so much. Yeah, because the guy's I like a, he's like um, he's a creative like. Uh, he kind of everything he does, like it, it, it just it's kind of like he puts in like this flair and colorization matters and thickness of everything matters and everything mm. just tastes so good. Oh, yeah. dude! Uh, I, I've like I've been like if we're there for like ten days or fifteen days, I guarantee I'll go at least three or four times. You gotta you gotta ask him to make a a. A ramen named after you, the Polly Special. <laughs> I just, Jeez, I just assume Negi. <laughs> Polly Special with the extra charchu and the extra Negi and yeah, egg. yeah. It's serious, man. Go there, take a picture, tag me. All right, Don, Don, yeah. I'm going after this podcast actually. Oh man, <laughs> so, so miss Haruka ramen. Yeah, 
Yeah, really How good. about in um in Esta, the Esta one? Is there a favorite one in there for you? Um Esther. I'm looking at the station. That's the right hand side with big camera or yeah, that's the big camera one. Big camera side. It's like on the tenth floor, I think, and then there's a whole bunch of ramen shops up there. No, nothing that's nothing that really nothing stuck that out. really stuck out. Mm. I think I was pretty well inebriated, so anything would taste good at that point. Yeah. See, the, the test is if it tastes good, but you're not drunk. That's right? a good point. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, what little gourmet ways I have. That's the yeah. That's why Seven Eleven tastes really good. Like after after a good night. Right? Oh yes. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Seiko Mart. Did you know that um when I when I went to Fukuoka, um you know how 7 Eleven has those seasonal sandwiches? Yeah. There's like every avocado, there's a roast beef um one or whatever, but um Kyushu had a roast beef sandwich with truffle meal gravy sauce. Oh, wow. Oh, what? It's it so good. And it's only I guess it's on the Kyushu side that had it. Oh, wow. I've never seen that one. Yeah. I, we That's landed good. and I was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to just grab a snack. And then first bite, I didn't say anything. I went back and I bought the other four sandwiches just for like later. And like, <laughs> it's that good. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Next one. Um, basashi chicken sashimi or kujira sashimi? Basashi. Basashi. Yeah. Basashi. Well, have you ever tried any of it the chicken one yes yeah. yes i tried the other ones yes um basashi i was uh with yoko who's our the doka producer and we went to fukushima um you know that spa hawaiian's place in fukushima it's where the i don't know he was based off of it's a gigantic theme park that has like multiple indoor water water parks and actually yeah i do now <laughs> Yeah, it's got the biggest water slack called the Big Aloha. And um, wow. Yeah, they have, we were there and then it was challenging. So I was like, okay, so I, I, I said, okay, I'll do the water slide if you do the water slide. So it's the biggest in the world. Okay. And Ooh. he's okay, but if we do that, then you got to eat basashi for dinner. And I'm like, go pass, right? Because uh, I didn't know. I mean, I had a, I, I was attempted for it to be served to me once, but it was like yeah. really bad and like took like really good Like it wasn't, it was not a good thing. So like when it was plated, yeah. I was like, oh God, it's terrible. I didn't need it, right? I didn't say anything, but I didn't need it. So on about when we went and then we tried it there, I was like, oh, this is like filet, filet mignon, man. It was yeah. like- Yeah, it's really it's good. so good and yeah. Feel kind of bad eating it, but not too bad, you know, because yeah. it was like it's like, it was like for, for people that don't know what batsashi is, it's horse sashimi. Horse. Yes, horse. Yeah. And it was Raw horse. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. ginger and the that strong shoyu they use. I don't know if it's a special kind of shoyu, but oh that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about that. But it was really good. It was fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Hokkaido or Honshu. <laughs> Please. Answer that already. Dosanko, Dosanko. Dosanko. Yeah, Dosanko life, man. Yes. Right. As a uh, life, bro. As a life. As a life. Yes, right. Yeah. Betsu or Jozanke? For hot springs. You know, 
probably like Dozanke was the more chill and um, just super mellow, beautiful, like countryside onsen experience. But the Boribetsu, um, I guess just because of the, you know, the amount of people that go there and just the different kind of folks. And I ran into so many Hawaii folks in the Boribetsu. I was just oh, really? in the because of that reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was neat, and um, just walking up and down the street where the hotel was, and I think it was it's called Daiichi Daiichi something. There was one hotel we would normally stay at. They had a huge onsen, like multiple levels. Yeah, yeah, I, that place is great. Oh, I love that place, man. Yeah, it's awesome. There's an arcade that has like '80s video games in it, like Pole Position, and just the worst oh. game, but it's still there, you know. And um, but that onsen is amazing. It's like yeah. massive, yeah. And then for the like non-commercialized area, do you, do you have a favorite onsen spot? We don't know about. Um, actually, when we did um, the private, when I do my private tours, we we stayed at um, Korakuen, Korakuen, right outside of uh, Otaru before you reach Otaru area, and that mm-hmm. particular uh, ryokan was to me that was my favorite experience because it was like the private onsen of the room overlooking the forest and Uh, it was really small and it was really but it wasn't so old because the rooms are fairly new and it wasn't so old that it's kind of like it it was just it was a perfect balance yeah just it was really cool and chill there we did this one tour where it was i forget what area it was but they give you a map and there's these five private onsen that you walk to. But like, so one of the couples on, on the tour went and they're like, yeah, it was cool. Cause there's a door out of nowhere in the forest and they're enjoying it. And they look across the river and there's this fisherman waving at them. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess it's not that private or they're used to it. Right? <laughs> and then, uh, well, and I was waiting it. like, yeah, like, hey, you know, and what's I, up, I was bro? waiting. Yeah, what's up? exactly, exactly. That's why the fisherman's yeah. always there. He's just like fishing, yeah. waiting for people to There's come. No There's no bait. on the boat. It's just there. Yeah. He's just standing with He's his fishing empty pole. Right. He's yeah. fishing all right. He's fishing all right. Yeah, this is true. But yeah. that was really cool. And then the funny story was, uh, so I waited until everyone went, and then I was like, okay, I'll go. But the ladies warning me like, oh, it's gonna get dark really soon. I'm like, oh, it's fine. It was like five o'clock. So they gave me the map, and I went out there. And if you ever seen any Japanese horror movie, there's a point. Where the main characters reach that <laughs> horrified, freaking obake filled forest where all the sound stops and you know something's gonna happen. And I reached that point and I said, screw this. And I turned around, I went back to the hotel, I got lost. What? But the lady knew. So all of a sudden, like half an hour is half an hour. I'm yeah. walking around aimlessly. She comes out with a flashlight, oh, are you okay? Yeah, a lot of people get lost. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I have yeah. to warn you. Yeah, wow. see? Yep. So yeah. <laughs> so oh, at great. that point, are you walking with like the little towel, or do you, do you have clothes so on, have or are you just uh, naked in the park? Uh, <laughs> I have the slippers that are far way too small for my feet. Yeah. Um, and then you know the cute little towel that I don't know what it's supposed to cover, and just walking in it. It's this was probably April or no, this is October, end of October. So it's already getting cool at night, and. Nice. Um, yeah, and then at one point of the forest where it just seems like all the trees are like white and totally out of Tim Burton's, you know, I mean for Christmas, 
movie kind of thing. And yeah. Nice. Needless to say, I didn't go to the onsen <laughs> for the rest of the time <laughs> at that particular Rokan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, a learning experience. Um, summer festivals or winter festivals? Winter. Winter. Yeah. Uh, Yukimatsuri yeah. every time. Yukimatsuri every time. Yeah. And yeah. Kikaida or Ultraman? Yeah. Oh, Kikaido. I know. I, I, I knew you picked <laughs> that one, dude. I picked Had that one. Guitar. I don't use Kikaido. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to become really close with Kikaido 01. Oh, uh, nice. Kikaido and his wife yeah. and daughter. And they're huge Hawaii fans and Hawaii music fans. So when I was touring a lot with my band in support of the CD, they would always come out to the shows. Nice. And then... Um, um you know sadly he got sick and i would i would give him boxes of chocolate like macadamia chocolate and corn coffee no. and i didn't realize like his wife and his daughter kept telling me please don't bring any more because he eats it all so the guy was like judo master kendo master he was oh, a really? martial artist he worked out like four hours a day but his biggest achilles heel was kfc and junk food so uh. Yeah, and he would never even the guy's a top shape. It was a Bruce Lee shape. And um, he sadly got got sick. I noticed him getting, you know, more and more thin as I come out there and uh, you know, but we'd always like hang out or he'd always come to my gigs or try to visit when he can. And you know, sadly he passed, but like right after that, Media's daughter got pregnant. So they had so I call him zero two, you know, the sign of Rio oh. is and Rio's in the karate now and, and like just it's really cool to see that kind of, you know, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely he kind of 10 out of 10 times. Nice. And of course, Bondi skating, you know, being here and, and doing events and stuff, they're just really cool. And yeah, it's I kind of to weird because I didn't realize until, oh yeah, I, and he's just super nice. Like, yeah. just, it was neat because it just had their 40th at Shirakia before all this stuff started. And yeah. there was a massive line and if you look in line, it was the grandparents and the parents and the kids. And in some case, their kids had kids. It was, it was like multi-generational people waiting in line just to meet him wow. and sign. And they just, yeah. him and Joanne, you know, Mia from JN Productions just sat there for hours. Like, and it wow. was so neat to see this ongoing love, you know, of yeah. like kind of, as I understand it, it wasn't popular in japan like for Tosaki. it's not yeah. 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 yeah people in hawaii know about kikaido no, i know about it <laughs> i heard like zero one like became popular you know because the suit looked cool and everything and it was yeah. literally you know coming the rider came out at the same around the same time but kikaido was never popular ultraman was like the biggest thing in japan yeah. so yeah but that's weird yeah man. definitely kikaido yeah nice right on. all right so that was the end of that Thanks. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> All right. You got more time, or you, you look tired, bro? Yeah. I, I always look this way. <laughs> I'm good. You tell me, man. Okay. I, I just uh, had some a couple questions. Uh, like, for, yeah. like I'm looking at your man. You you are, you have so many uh, companies. It looks like you, you're part of LavaNet. So LavaNet was uh, an internet company that I started out in March of '95. I was like the Wow. 12th employee and then worked my way up and then um, I ended up buying, I, I sold my house in Waikai and I, I bought the company and then had it until 2010 or something or 2011 yeah. and sold it. But yeah, so I did tech stuff for a while. 
Um, and then music was parallel through all of that. And then, yeah. uh, and then Doko got started like 2007, we started filming or 2008, yeah. seven. So it kind, like of kind of evolved to your um, music production. How did you get into music production actually? Uh, from just being a musician and just recording. And then, um, it, you know, the, the, for musicians, I think a lot of people that are composers know this, but if you write stuff, you know, the best way to make money um, revenue wise is, is, you know, through licensing. So yeah. if you write stuff and it's, you know, you work at it, it gets placed and stuff or used, then that's like the best way to get residual income, you know, yeah, for yeah. a musician. I mean, touring and concert stuff is always awesome but when you're not or you can't especially yeah. like for times like this you know yeah like right now yeah whenever you know quarterly when check come in or i'll see like a notice of you know incoming payment i'm like wow people still buy this stuff <laughs> like you know it just <laughs> you never you never know so um yeah that's how i got into music production and kind of you know just i mean i'm a total nerd so all my stuff here, like in my office or even with production or music or video production, like I just totally geek out and stuff and just try to learn it. And you know, YouTube, you can learn anything now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like so is that is that all self-taught? Like you're yeah, editing and everything? Damn. All the stuff like the um yeah, it's all self-taught and trying Yeah. Trial so YouTube, you know, it's great because if I had wanted to know how to do something and some of the in fact, some of the commercials that I had to finish up for the Hoku's, I knew what I wanted to do in my head, but I didn't know how to quite, I was trying to look for templates, but templates are so limiting. Like for this one Kintetsu commercial for Kinky, I wanted to have this, so I had this shot of, so drone shot heading toward Diamond Head over Waikiki Beach, right? And I wanted to have these Polaroid pictures come up, like they're all like kind of moving slightly in the Polaroid, there would be these videos of different things. So I was trying to find a template for it and they have, they have templates that have picture galleries, but you can't use your own background. It's like, it's already coded. Uh, and if I, I don't know motion that well, because if, if you know motion, you could probably, you know, program that yourself, but I don't, or I don't have time to learn it. So I just kind of YouTube and could understand a concept of keyframing and moving stuff and kind of having stuff, you know, and then kind of like built, you know the template or built the animation for it and then yeah. end up using it for the for the commercial so and keyframing so how long did that take you to keyframe that <laughs> uh it took me it took me actually after i built the first one then i had a much better idea how to continue so uh, um yeah it, it it's uh yeah it, it it once you build the first one it's always like oh yeah that's how you do it so yeah 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 nice. and I watch a, like whenever I'm editing, I watch, I have my TV going on. So there's always something playing. Right. One thing as a musician, like I would listen to music and I would try to figure out what they're doing. You know, the key recording yeah. solo, especially like for lead guitar stuff. And then yeah. I got to the point where um, it became the same thing for video. Like, so when I'd watch a movie or watch a TV show, I want to know how they did it or mm. how they lit it or, can I do it? You know, and yeah. so I was finding the stuff that just blows your mind. It's like, oh yeah, I could never yeah. do it. But I wonder if I, you know, just try to on a very small scale and then just keep growing that and progressing, you know, with that. So 
Yeah, it's like um, total yeah. total geek when it comes to that kind of stuff. So. Uh, you have right? you have like this uh, mindset, this drive, and you just follow through. Yeah, you know, I, don't give I, up. I think it's it's like a curse, and it's a it's blessing a and a curse because it's um a lot of the stuff, especially with with Dohoga TV. Like, um, I'm thankful whenever anybody watches a show that I'm not related to because they gotta watch it because of love. But people that actually watch it, you know, um, or or just, you know, we got we got like our numbers from Hawaii News Now channels, and and um, I was shocked, you know, how many people actually tuned in, and it's all people I don't know, right? Or I don't never yeah. met, but so I'm always, you know, trying to make that better, be better. Every season has got to be better than the previous season. Yeah. Um, my DP, my uh, director of photography, Michael Keeney who's been with me uh, on the whole that stuff for like probably the last five or six years. God, has it been long or longer? Um, he's like the B-roll king, like he'll shoot so much stuff and everything is B-roll, you know, cause Bourdain, it's funny you mentioned Bourdain cause that was like yeah. my go-to, like I wanted to be, try to get the show to be, there's no way of being a level of his show, but at least yeah. try to accomplish the same things that, yeah. you know, his show does i mean there's probably not more than four seconds it goes by and then you get a different cut a, sh a shot of something so yeah. if he's eating something or talking about something three seconds tops and then there's a different shot of it view of it uh -huh. dolly shot of it zoom of it pan of it you know like everything food network is like a really good um kind of like testing or training you know to to uh for editing and for television i think and that's nice for you go to watch like, some of that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. amazing for you to like sit back and then see the things that other people don't notice. I mean, the editing process—it's it, an art, right? Editing is an art. It's an art. Like it's 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 hard. I think, like even you know, Lucas or Spielberg has said like the, the un, next to the director, like the editor is probably the most important person because without yeah. that person's cut or use or non-use of something you don't get the story or you don't get the effect that yeah. you want. So I have a like insane appreciation for that art and, and those people and, and uh, knowing how, like even for, there's so many little things, like even for the Hoku's thing that I just did, you know, when someone makes a mistake with their line, you know, and even though we, we, we film it again and again, <clears throat> they might make a mistake at this part, but not the other part. So we got to piece it all together. So if I were to cut and paste all those things together, it would look so jerky because none of it was flowing, right? Continuity-wise. So you would have to like grab a piece of a word that they said right and drop it to where they actually said it wrong, but time it as such, which means sometimes you slow it down, sometimes you speed it up so that it matches what they're saying. Wow. Little things like that, you know? Little things like if it's on the host um, of the show and she's cutting away to like, you know, coming up next to so-and-so and she blinks, right? Before the cutaway, it's kind of jarring to see the blink. So it mm -hmm. should be where she's not blinking, but maybe there's not enough space where it would look too abrupt. So at that last part of the frame, I would slow down. You can't tell because she's not talking. So it looks like she's staring at the camera for a good two seconds and then cut to the next shot, to the performer or whatever. So there's all these little things that I never knew, but I learned by doing Dohoga, like, you know, 
and then watching stuff later like oh that sucked oh i screwed that up or, oh that should be better you know and then um you know even stuff like beat matching you know the start of a segment where there's a lot of b-roll going to like let's say nagano or or on the bus ride you know to niigata or something which is pretty boring you just look at out the window and film but if it's like with the bass whatever the bass drum is or the kick is or whatever um it would be i would pick like every other bass drum hit where i drop a new cut or scene you know or if it's like you know for example if it's going to be like the body betsu then if there's a bus ride in the body betsu then it would have you know some of the the bus ride shot of the back of the seat with people then out the window then the big oni statue then um jigokudani steam vents you know um maybe it's going to be like the 7-Eleven on the corner that it goes up to that everybody knows about, you know, kind of like yeah. all that happens in the first eight seconds or 10 seconds of, you know, what you saw. So with Keeney is all the extra B-roll helps because it can do that where it can drop it. And then it, you know, it makes more sense. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of keeps it more fresh and the, it seems like the production value is high, but it's just, you know, it's, we're trying to give that impression, but all it is is like the use of a lot of B-roll and just, kind of you know be matching it or to help kind of tell the narrative of the thing yeah and it, i guess it, it um i'm beginning to really uh understand like visualization you you kind of have the you, you have to have a vision right before before you kind of like do everything and just it drop everything to try, try yeah. to match your vision up yeah and a lot of times on a tour like if i'm interviewing somebody like what they like or what they thought about what they knew about this history yeah. Um, the we, we, one we did in, we did, um, we did a Saigo Takamori tour. So it was everything based on um, the history of Saigo Takamori. So we went to Kagoshima, we went to, nice. you know, um, uh, different areas that all outlined his journeys and history. So a lot of that's got to be narration because there's only so many things people, like, people are not going to want to talk for half an hour straight. Right? In fact, yeah. when our episode like takes me probably two and a half weeks to edit probably three weeks because the first time I watch it and I think it's done, I'll watch back the next day. I'm like, Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and then you gotta go back and figure out what I don't like about it. And then yeah. do a lot of research for what the narration is going to be. And then sometimes our audio wasn't working or there's some problem with it. So I'll have to narrate or voice over what the setup is and then cut to the actual audio that we have on the mic and then come wow. back to narration. So um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, it's a lot of work, but and it's challenging and it's really stressful to do. But um, you know, after seeing it all put together, then it, to me, it's the same joy I have when I wrote a song. You know, yeah. when I see the end of yeah. the half an hour episode, the finished product, finished product. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I don't hate it a lot that much. Then I'm yeah. like, oh, it's cool. It's like a song. You know. Yeah. So well, you created your vision, right? You're putting it to like. Yeah, to, and, and, and trying, screen, right? yeah, trying to put it together where it makes sense, and that's you know, mild, mildly entertaining or whatever, but it's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's definitely a challenge and it takes a long time, but you know, it's one that I, when you see the end result or people that, you know, enjoy the show or something, that, yeah. it makes it worthwhile. Sup, sup, horo, dosanko life. All right, let's go. No, well, yesterday you just finished up with the Nahoku Awards, yeah. So, uh, how long have you been involved with that, and how did you get into that? And and it, do you, what are some great memories or some things about that? 
what they um, are working. I got involved because I was uh, when I first released my first CD, I became a Sohara is the Hawaii Canary Recording Arts is the the nonprofit that puts on the Hoko Awards. The Hoko Awards are like the Grammys, the local Grammys. Yeah. So, forty three years they've been doing this since seventy eight, wow. and um, I think whenever you release a CD and you you watch the Hoku's, and I watch the Hoku's, you know, when I was growing up, and then you're like, oh, maybe one day to be on that stage, or maybe one day we gotta win one. You know, it's like a pipe dream thing. Yeah. And um, you know, I released and then put in and. You know, uh, the first two CDs, you know, we're lucky enough to be nominated. And um, then we did a tribute CD, which was, I totally ripped off the idea from Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole, where uh-huh. she did the CD with the dad. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, oh, let's do like Peter Moon Band and Kalapan and CK and Summer and the Beamer Brothers stuff, but arrange it differently, but try to see if we can get original members on there. You know, oh, and um, so from Kalapani, we had Milani, Billy, and DJ, and then um, from CNK, we had Henry, from Peter Moon Band, we had Randall Lorenzo, the guy that sang all the big songs. Yeah, um, he's a Hilo, the, he lives in Hilo, yeah. And then, um, for the Beamers, both of, both of them were on tour, but Cyril Pahinui was hanging out in the studio, so Cyril did the slacky stuff on there. Wow. And then for summer, Charlie, Charlie Ricardo, um who was there like huge like Kalapana was like yeah, was like, yeah I'll do it you know but the things with the problem with their song is that they love all those jazz diminished minor ninth freaking <laughs> you know you get like carpal tunnel looking at them play the guitar yeah. chords yeah but um so we had one of them on each one in it and I guess the album kind of resonated with people because they're like it was a callback to like all these great songs and and uh that's when we found one of our first Hulk was in 2007 I think that was like a highlight because, um, yeah, it was never, never expected in a million years. Yeah. It was just crazy crazy. how a, a lot of the older Hawaiian stuff went, it, was, it had like these jazzy feel and they used all these oh, yeah. chord progressions. Oh, yeah. And then now it's all yeah. this four chord progression. You look at like, especially Kalapana stuff, like DJ um it's funny because a, a friend of mine was over and, and a couple of them were jamming and they were trying to do uh lost again you know it's a great song oh yeah i love that and song. they're playing it i'm like that's so not the right chords and i was like editing at the same time they were jamming and i'm like oh hang on so i called dj i go hey lost again what chords are you playing he's like are you serious i said yeah what are you playing he goes you know e sauce this that and i was like okay i hung up and I'm like who'd you call i said dj who <laughs> call upon a guy dj i said yeah i gotta help write the song and they're like what yeah but all the chords was like amazing yeah. that was like they did stuff that was just um you never you can't really tell when you listen to it because the songs are so catchy yeah but when you yeah. try to take it apart it's not easy kind of chords yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like their harmonies yeah. too are tight you know it was yeah. like really really cool. everything yeah, so um, that those songs, you know, Old Mana, those will always be like the top, top favorites. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you recognize them, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that was so I got involved with the horror like soon after that, like maybe a year or two after. Um, one of my senpai over here, uh, who 
she used to run House of Music. I don't remember House of Music long time ago in Ala Moana, giant music store. Um, time. She hired me, and uh, and then she was on the the horrible hopeless board. And then she said, "Oh, did you ever consider running?" And I'm like, "No one's gonna vote for me." And she goes, "No." And I and I there are things that I didn't like. You know, everyone's got their own opinions and and comments and stuff. And so I had my own, yeah. but. She's like, well, if you if you really feel that way, you should try to do something about it. So, and I got involved from there, and then uh, um, I became vice president, and I became president for a while. Wow. I just termed out last October, fully officially retired. But um, you know, kind of with production this year, you know, we didn't have Mary Monarch, we didn't have Honolulu Festival, Pan Pacific Festival, um, Aloha Week. All these things that didn't happen couldn't happen because of COVID. And I know one of the things that Amy Hanali, who's the president, who's fantastic as president, you know, it was, it was something that, you know, come hell or high water, we gotta do the Hokus. And yeah. the idea was to just easy, we'll just pre-produce it. So, you know, we'll film the live performances, they're live, but we get to edit them down. And then um, she had the idea and Janet Maduli, the producer of the show to get performances from the other islands. So Maui Arts and Culture Center, they track um, four songs there. On Kauai, um, a friend of mine introduced me to this videographer there and they filmed the Kauai artist in Big Island, Hawaii Island to Kahila Theater. And they all sent it in and we filmed the Hawaii Theater last week. But um, there was so much post-production stuff because like I was mentioning, the, wow. they screw up a line yeah. and then they're like nightmares where the mics on one side weren't muted when the other side was talking. So there's all this stuff that got recorded. It oh. shouldn't have been recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then COVID, all these things. So yeah. editing was like, I, I probably, like I said, it's, it's probably my exaggeration. I thought five hours in the last week because every night I had to like edit down and then try to get it in time. Yeah. You know, to match three. So three hour broadcast. So. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. When, when oh, is yeah, it yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, you know, when, when Jimmy actually asked me about this, I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool to talk story, uh, you know. But um, yeah, that's how I got involved with that, and I'm glad it's done, and it's done. So, nice. you know, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so it looks like we're for five hours running out of time a bit. Before uh, we let you go, I got one last question. So, yeah. um, What's one of the strangest things you've seen in Japan? <laughs> oh, family friendly or nothing? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anything, uh, man. Usually I swear a lot. I haven't man. sworn once this entire oh, good, time. Good, 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 good. <laughs> um, strangest thing. Um, actually was in, um, I think it was in Osaka when I was in Tokyo. No, it was in Akasaka. Um, and Akasaka Sakas, which is where the TBS building is and near all these, it's like, it's like mini Suskino, like uh-huh. we control light, yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> nighttime thing. And of course, you know, people dropping money or whatever. And we we're walking back to our car and we were fully drunk. Um, and there was like this, I'm going to guess that it was probably like a, Yakuza guy or Osazoku or something. This really round big guy, okay, who was in a Pikachu outfit. What? Gut hanging out here, okay? Full on Pikachu. 
And he had the he had that Yakuza cigarette thing, you know, he's just puffing and sucking on it. Yeah. And just like either he just beat somebody up, was gonna beat somebody up, hated life, or it was like and he was just standing there in the middle of the road. And it was a most bizarre thing. Was so that- I was like <laughs> the biggest you got. Huh? No, was it wasn't Halloween. <laughs> so I was like, what? you know, pictures, okay. Cool. <laughs> and then he took a picture. Thanks, Pikachu. Yeah. Pikachu. I choose you. Yeah. I choose I chose him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I know we're running out of time. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. So, Polly, no, thank Matt, you so thanks. much, bro. Yeah. No ways. Thanks for having me, man. It's good uh, fun. If possible, would love to have you on again and talk story more, man. I'm sure you got tons of stories, man. Anytime, let me know. And All let's right. uh, hopefully we get to meet up one of these days in yeah, hopefully soon, like November. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, good, man. Thanks, guys. All Take right, care. Man. Thanks. Take care. Bye.